What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Championship Leadership Podcast, and I'm excited today. Our guest from Anaheim, California, just recently moved from Toronto, was for many years, the past seven years or so, uh, inside of design and renovations, and, and, and now is uh, making transformations inside of people's lives. As a transformation coach, she's got a top 50 podcast that you need to check out, the Hero Academy Podcast. And you could catch her at Veronica Abrams, which is V-E-R-O-N-I-K-A-A-B-R-A-M-S. And of course, we'll get this all tied up inside of the show notes so that you can just click the link as well. But uh, with that said, Veronica Abrams, thank you so much for being here. Really excited. Thank you, Nate, for having me. I really appreciate it. And yeah. I'm so excited. Absolutely. And uh, so I'm so I always love to just kind of kick the conversation off with this first question to get it started. Uh, the show is called Championship Leadership. So what comes to mind for you and, and what do you think of, like what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear it? When I think of championship leadership, I, I think of courage. And courage I really feel is, it's humble, but it's, it's gracious as well too. So I, you know, with leadership, with business, you've got to put aside the fact that you're afraid of something and just jump and do it. And in leadership too, I've led, you know, I've, I've been in a male dominated industry and with clients, with, you know, contractors, making sure that you've got respect. It's not saying that you're a know-it-all, but Hey, like I'll figure that out. Or do you need help with this? So really leading in a gracious way and uh, being humble. If you don't know everything, not a, people aren't looking for that. They're really looking for somebody to partner with them so, um, and to understand. So being the person that uh, is able to, to connect with them and build rapport and also able to you know, show them the way because you're the person who's got to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I love that uh, definition. And so courage, courage popped out as you were 
uh, telling me what you think about championship leadership. And so maybe you could tell uh, us, the listeners, a little bit more about you and your story. I know you've you've talked about overcoming um, oppression and um, addiction, and I, I imagine there's a there's a fair amount of courage that has to come from deep within someone to be able to face some of those things and to also help others to do the same. So maybe, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your story and kind of where you've come from and how along that path you've gotten to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So my background was actually in bioengenetics. Uh, I realized after doing that, that it was not going to be my passion. It, it just, it did not click with me. And uh, instead of just fighting against that, I said, you know what, let me, let me explore these creative passions that everybody said, hey, you can't make money from. So from there, I actually, uh, after school, I did a, a semester of interior design, but the summer before I was like, okay, what do I do? I got student debt and I'm not, and I don't have really, you know, a degree that I can use. So what am I going to do? And I knew I loved design renovations. My brother is 12 years older than me, built homes. I installed my first floor at like 14. Like I was handy. Yeah. And so what I did, and this is in Canada, this is in, I was in February, I believe. So it was one of the coldest winters. I had boots yeah. on and the whole outfit, everything, yeah. you know, hat down, almost covering my eyes, scarf up over my nose kind of deal. And I started going door to door and asking people if they, if they, you know, had any summer projects that they'd like, you know, potentially to get a quote on. And these were simple jobs like painting and kind of coordinating colors and that sort of thing. Cause that's what I knew. And yeah. So from going tour to door, I booked, I think the most part, I think about 65 to 70 K worth of work in, in most of that was within like three, four weeks time. And uh -huh. this was, you know, finishing my last term of school. So in the evenings going door to door, I think part of it was people really just feeling sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that being said, yeah, I got into design and renovations and I did that for seven years. I built a, a business to where I had, you know, a few teams went more into kitchen design renovations and, you know, although my, my business life, I, everybody, you know, was looking at me and I was being, you know, I was very successful. There was a time around my 30th birthday a few years ago where everything kind of fell apart in my personal life. And within the span of six weeks, my mother moved away, which is, you know, fine. It's okay. These things happen. My partner came to me and said he wasn't in love with me anymore. So that relationship ended. And because I'd been so invested in business, my whole friend circle was gone. My best friend and her husband moved to Europe the day before my birthday, and then I turned 30 to the sound of cricket. <laughs> oh, yeah, in six weeks, it all kind of fell apart, yeah. and I spiraled for a time. I was dealing with uh, severe depression, anxiety, alcohol, drug addiction. I kind of was like, you know, you hit that point in your life, and you're like, well, I feel like I did everything right, and here I am. So there was a lot of bit bitterness there. And then, you know, eventually I had to pick up, you know, put my big girl pants on and say, hey, you know, I got to figure this out. And, and that's what I did. Right. I love it. So what was the, you know, what was the big shift for you to, to move from Toronto to all the way to California? That's a, that's a big journey. It's a big step. And yeah, how, absolutely. Yeah. How's that transformation been going for you? Oh, it's, it's been great. I mean... That's the thing. So I went through my own transformation journey and I, I, um, I had to get back to, you know, what's my identity and also how do I curate my life? I think we're so particular when it comes to business. 
So I took a lot of those business practices and I applied them to my life. And then I realized, you know, in this next phase of my life, I really want to collaborate and connect with people who are also interested in, in supporting others in their own transformation journey. I made a commitment at the beginning of mine where I said, you know, if I figure this out, then I'm going to use my knowledge to help other people. And it seemed like the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, just wouldn't let me forget it. And people came into my life opportunities and long story short, I'm here. And I have such a supportive group of friends and partner who believe in, in this message of, you know, transformation and, and finding your identity and developing your own self-confidence. So that's really what I'm here for. And it's been, it's been wonderful. That's great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thank, thank you for sharing that. And it is, it's important, yes, to have people that do believe in you and support you along the way. Maybe, uh, maybe you could talk a little bit more about that. And who have been some of the people that have really either directly or indirectly made a difference on you uh, on inside of your life. You know, we talk about championship leaders. So yeah, who, who are some of those championship leaders that coaches, mentors, people, again, that have maybe directly, indirectly impacted your life and really more importantly, like what was it about them? What were some of the characteristics or traits that they've had that have really helped you to make the shift and that maybe even you've taken from them to help mold you into the, the coach, the leader that you are? Yeah. So a big one for me is Ed Milet. And uh, I, I remember again at the beginning where I was like, you know what, I got to I got to figure this out. And I was here. I am like I was addicted to some pretty hard drugs and alcohol and I knew I had a problem. But what kind I, of I drugs did, were you addicted to? So it for me, it was like alcohol during the day and like at night to pass out and like Coke during the day, you know, here I am, I'm operating a business. It's not like I was partying. I was isolated. Right. So I was, uh, and I also, my background's in bio. So I I know the chemistry and I also know like, you know, how to do something so that it's not, you know, going to be too obvious. So I, I, I'm not really ashamed to say that, but I, I, I was kind of like being smart ish about it. I was just going to say, is that something like we're, you're being smart with your with your drug addiction, which is, you know, I mean, I think you hear that story a lot with people that have uh, been addicted. Uh, but yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, is nobody that. looked at me. Yeah. Nobody looked at me new, really. Yeah. Very few people yeah. knew about what was going on. So here I am, I'm completely isolated. And I'm like, you know, I, I definitely need people to speak into my life. So what do you do? You turn on, you know, YouTube, you listen to podcasts like yours, like mine, and there's no excuse. There are these leaders and you have access to them. We have, we live in this wonderful day and age mm-hmm. where you can listen to Tony Robbins. You can listen to Ed Milet. You can put on Tom Bilyeu. You can put on these podcasts. And I knew I couldn't change necessarily the circumstances of my life overnight, but I, I knew that I could take control of the influences around me. And because I was, I'm in a bit of a smaller town, a little bit outside of Toronto, but I didn't have those, those people supporting me, those friends, like I said, everybody was gone, but I made a conscious choice to connect any way I could. So that was, you know, Ed Milet. And I loved how he brought on these guests. And this is where also Hero Academy podcast comes from. And you see, you hear these amazing stories, but you're not just hearing the highlight reel. You're hearing the struggles behind. So me in my state, I was able to see myself and then feel hope. So people like him, people like you, um, that's really who I was connecting with and, and allowing to influence and, and 
put input and little by little between my own choices of, you know, trying to eat healthier and, and all these kinds of things. I think it was about five months. I eventually was drug-free, exercising, eating healthy, back on track. And um, yes, those, those people. And then even through Instagram, I have so many people I've connected to and are friends that I, I honestly could probably even call up and say, Hey, like I need somebody to talk to and I haven't met them in person. So in the last six weeks, I've moved here and I'm in the, you know, I'm starting to actually meet people in person, but you know, people talk about social media, like, Oh, it's this horrible. You, you can curate your social media just like you can curate your friends in person. You yeah, know, you can absolutely. amazing people. So th- those are a lot of my heroes have been, you know, through podcasts and, and YouTube and, and then people that I've connected with through Instagram. I love it. Yeah. So th- yeah, thank you. I mean, I think that's so important to say is like, you didn't really, I believe what you were saying is that like a lot, of, a lot of these people that were impacting you were indirectly, right? You didn't necessarily have personal relationships with them, but there is so much information. Like there's so much at the, really in our, at disposal in the palm of our hand at our fingertips that we can access today that there really isn't any excuse if you really do want the help, right? I think that's probably the key number one, right? A lot of people might say that they want the help, but they're really not ready for it. So, and I'm sure that's something that you really deal with. What, when you say transformation coach, maybe paint us a little bit different or a bigger, broader, more clear picture of like, what kind of transformation are you talking about? What kind of help are you, uh, do you provide to your clients? So when I say transformation, I mean, you have to get to a point where you're, you've, you understand that you are unhappy with how your life has been going and you want to establish a foundation of high performance habits and healthy habits so that you can create the momentum to build the life that you want. Everybody wants, you know, it has different goals and, and that sort of thing. But I think on a foundational level, there are these patterns that we get into that we know are self-destructive. You know, I was definitely in a self-destructive state. So whether it's, you know, addiction or poor health habits or, you know, our environment, just setting that, that plain, you know, foundation so that you can feel that sense of confidence. Because, you know, if you listen to Ed Milet, he talks about how the way you build confidence is by learning to keep promises to yourself. And I think that's really the beginning of transformation is taking personal responsibility and saying, hey, I want more out of life. And I know I need to establish a history of starting to keep promises to uh, myself. And so I use my background also in bio and um, an understanding of the, the human psychology and even just biology of how we're, we're wired. And I use that to help people break their self-sabotaging habits and start putting in place those high performing habits that are going to support them. And then they could take that and, and you know, grow from that and, and accomplish the goals that they have. That's awesome. I love it. So what is like, you're on this path, you, you're helping people to, to break some self-sabotaging uh, patterns that they have and, and to really uh, go from where they are to where they want to be. Right. And you know, that's really what a coach coach does. So, what's the big vision for you? Like what kind of impact do you want to make? Where do you want to go? What are you really hoping to accomplish? Let's say even over the next five years. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm moving actually from one-on-one coaching to um, speaking. So this is again, why I've moved here. So I want to take that transformation journey and those 
principles that I've learned, I put a lot of my worksheets actually on my website for free. So you can download things like the core values worksheet or the environment audit and these kinds of things. So my word for 2020 is give. So all these things I've learned and uh, there was something that just didn't feel aligned with putting it within some sort of a, like a one-on-one package. I just felt like I wasn't making enough of an impact. So I've taken those things, I put them on for free. Same with the podcast, those transformation stories that I heard on Ed's show. I want to connect with people like that. And I also want to bring those kinds of guests on my show. So that's really the, the premise of Hero Academy podcast. So I want people to, to feel encouraged. And oftentimes we need to hear those struggles and those things that other people have gone through so that we can see ourselves in their story, know that there's hope. So that story of hope of transformation and the actual tactics, the things that I, I learned and I used in order to break you know, through those patterns in my own life and also with my clients, um, I want to just be able to get on stage and I want to just speak to people and I want to see breakthroughs happen within moments rather than, you know, months or yeah. years. So that's my passion right now. I really just want to serve people. I've got a couple books on my heart as well. So um, yeah. that's my motivation. Yeah. That's usually one of the questions I love to ask is like, when's, when is the book coming out? So that is something that you're thinking about. Do you have uh, an idea for what the first book will be? So I know I've got two books on my heart. And um, so the first one really is kind of this, uh, you know, the story of, of, of my own transformation journey and the ups and downs, the ugly parts in between, and just giving a raw, you know, chronicle of, of what happened. But I think we oftentimes we look at our lives and we're like, why me? Like, what, 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 what is it about me that, you know, makes me special? You know, I'm looking at my struggles and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm the wrong person for this you know, message. I'm the wrong person to help others is that that's crazy. But I really strongly believe that our, you know, on the other side of your struggles, you're the, you're the teacher. And the thing that you think disqualifies you is actually the thing that gives you authority. So I want to tell that story so that people can see, hey, you know, if, if you've got, if you're struggling with money, you've got a prosperity story to tell. If you're struggling with addiction, then you've got a freedom story to tell, you know? So that's really what the first book would be about. And the next one is going to be a lot of like victory, <laughs> yeah. a lot of victory stories. So it's, it's like, you know, the mucky stuff and getting through that. And then, you know, the, the other side of, of really stepping into that full identity of who you are. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those. And uh, will those be happening this year? You know, this year, I feel like it's going to be mostly the speaking and podcast. And I think I've got a lot myself to learn and, I mean, for podcasting, I'll be, I'll be honest, as I'm, I'm getting guests on, it's, uh, it's oftentimes a little bit selfish as well, because I'm in this place where I'm really wanting to learn and grow as well. So I'm taking people on that journey with me. So I don't really know when that would be, but yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's in the beginning stages. We'll see. All right. You know, this is a question that I always love to ask, and, and uh, we all have critical moments and turning points in our life that, you know, I always call it like that fork in the road moment where we really know that we want to go like right and that's kind of the that road less traveled and then there's oftentimes we're feeling pulled by everyone else to maybe go what is perceived as a safe route but really you know for what you want and for who you want to be you know it's not the safe play at all and um you know and one it's one that often ends in regret when you look back later wishing you would have taken the route that you really wanted to so you know can you think of a moment where obviously you did make the decision you did and it has you right where you are right today but but had you not, you could be in a very different place. 
And uh, I think it's powerful for the listeners to hear these stories because many of them are, are in that moment right now and they're struggling with that decision. They know what they kind of want to do or they should do, whether it's God or the voice or their God through the intuition, whatever they want to call it. But yet they got, you know, sometimes people are good hearted and good intentioned. Like now you should really do this. This is a safe play, but really, you know, it's, it's, it's not great for what they want. Right. But they can, they don't know any different. So yeah. Is there, is there a moment that really sticks out to you that you could share with us? So, I mean, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes. I very clearly have told you some of my past. So I, there's been a lot of that, but I'm going to tell you sort of an aha moment for me or one of the things that made a huge difference. And this is how I self audit now at this point. And I think that it's made a huge, huge difference in my life. So uh, I'll try to get it through it, you know, relatively quickly, but we believe this lie that if you are a good person, you will have a good life. And that's not true. Anybody who has a good heart has said at times in their life, you know, I'm a good person. I don't deserve this. Or why am I like here? And like, you know, I'm with this person and they don't treat me well or with this employer and so and so, and I don't deserve this. Right. So let's just come to a point where we understand that's a, that's a big freaking lie. <laughs> and so when I, I, I realized that and I was like, well, how do I actually curate and create the life that I feel that I deserve and that is aligned, you know, with things that are very close to my heart. Mm -hmm. And too often we audit our life by feelings. And the thing is, if you have self-limiting beliefs, you're going to have self-limiting feelings. You cannot trust your feelings until you've really gotten to a point where you feel like you've crushed a lot of those self-limiting beliefs. That being said, I realize that, you know, what's really trendy for businesses and we see oftentimes is discovering what your core values are. Why is it, you know, so important to identify your core values? One, it helps you know if you're on trajectory with what it is that you want in your goals. And two, it helps you curate the culture within your company. So why don't we, you know, I, it took like 30 plus years for me to come to a point where I could say what my core values are. Well, no wonder I didn't know if I was on trajectory. No wonder I wasn't really intentionally cultivating the culture of my life. So core values have been such a, a turning point for me. So I've got a worksheet at veronicaabrams.com. There's like a free resources thing there. So you could just download it for free. So there's a core values worksheet and it's got a list of like 250 or so core values. You don't need all that much, but pick five, yeah. go through that and just see what really jumps out at you. Pick five and mine. Uh, the first three were easy for me. The last couple, I actually took a little while to kind of figure out uh -huh. and that's okay. Rush it. You don't rush it. And these things can right. change over time, but mine are uh, love, integrity, gratitude, courage, and authenticity. So instead of going by my feelings, what I said is, does this align with my core values? And then you define those things. And I call those guiding principles. So those are my core values. For example, love to operate from a place of kindness, compassion, and respect towards others and myself. So that being said, you know, for example, if you're in a relationship or you've got friends who are not being loving towards you, it is up to you to make a choice of you know, creating distance there, finding new friends that do align. You are basically a city and there's a gate and you are the king, queen, whatever you want to call yourself. And you are in charge of the culture within that. How are you going to establish that culture? Understand what your core values are and revert back to those. And that right there made all the difference in my life. And my life completely transformed as I started making choice, not in alignment with my feelings, but in alignment with my core values. 
Yeah, that's powerful. And, and uh, thank you. I think that's really important. And again, what's the resource that you have that, that they can go check out? Yeah. So if you go to veronicaabrams.com, there's, um, you know, free downloads section there. So you just go there and there's a whole bunch of worksheets, um, the core values worksheet, you know, take that, write them down so that you've got a glossary that you can use and then also questions and ways that you can define them. And then put those on your, on your mirror, on a sticky note, put them. I had it on my phone. I had it in my phone as a wallpaper. I had it in my desktop back. You know, I just, this is how you get things to really, really sink yeah. deep, like have it everywhere, write them out. I had like in the bathroom, in the kitchen, on the fridge. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's a way to really get it to ingrain into who you are. Right. So what's, Absolutely. what is, what are maybe one or two things that you could leave as we, as we do wrap this up? Like, yeah, guiding principles, uh, just things that you live by that if they were to Im implement today would help them move forward inside their life today. So um, another thing when it comes to creating high-performing habits is we, um, what we do is we value grand gestures over consistency. So whatever your goal is, whether it's fitness or whether it's, you know, doing outreach for your business or whatever, take your goal and distill it down to something that's simple and not as intimidating to, as the big goal. Because the way our brain works and, you know, our fight and flight response is we just get overwhelmed. Yeah. So for you to, let's say, implement a five to 10 to 15 minute everyday workout rather than a one hour three times a week for the next 10, you know, this is why people give up after 10 days or something like that. Right. Yeah. So if you can be compassionate with yourself. This is super important with building high performing habits and take your goal, dissect it as something small, have a no days off seven, 14 or 21 day streak. And once you've had your streak, then tack on more time or tack on another meal or yeah. tack on another, you know? So, if you were to take your, your, your goal and don't do a, I'm going to start this date, but do a 30, 60, 90 day ramp up, you will actually be able to establish that so much better and it'll be more long lasting than having a start date. It's super important with creating those neural pathways. It's not fancy. It's not Hollywood, but these are the things that work. Yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate that. Yeah. It's important to know like, yeah, it's not fancy. And oftentimes the things that really work and do transform our lives and, and, and change them for the better are, are not sexy. They're not fancy. They're really simple. <laughs> That's but, true. I know I, I have that tendency to like, well, if it's this simple and it works, maybe if I make it a little more complex, it'll work even better. And, and uh, that's where people fall off. So I appreciate you sharing those with us and being here today. Uh, again, could you just remind us where we could find more about you, follow you as we wrap this up? Yeah. So best thing now as I'm learning and growing is uh, Hero Academy podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, so definitely tune in there um, on Instagram at Veronica Abrams and my whole name, you know, dot com. If you want to download resources, I've got a good handful of uh, worksheets there. I've also got a manifesto worksheet and uh, um, the manifest manifestation formula, which um, I think people look at manifestation as very woo woo, but I believe it's uh, understanding your values, then your goals, then applying uh, consistency and aligned action. <laughs> awesome. And I think your dog was trying to say hi to us there in the background. So yeah, he's in the bedroom, but he's, a, he's got <laughs> a loud, a, a Frenchie. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's great. 
Um, so yeah, thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we will get all of that definitely linked up in the show notes and, and uh, just really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to, to be with us here today. So thank you. Thanks so much, Nate. I appreciate uh, you having me and, and this has been a pleasure. Absolutely. Have a great day. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby Championship, championship, t-